What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Under the Hood podcast. I'm Jonathan Hood, along with my crazy cousin, cousin Wiley. Wiley, welcome back to the show. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How you feeling, Cuzzo? I'm doing great. We are live on uh, on Twitch. Of course, J-Hood Radio there, also on YouTube and Facebook as well. Of course, we always have room for your comments. Put your comments in to our stream. And of course, if you're listening on the podcast, welcome as, as well. Subscribe to the podcast. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood, we're with you every week uh, as we do this because it beats the hours and hours of text conversation. That's why Wiley and I do this. So that way we don't have to continue to do this on text we just talk to you about what's on our minds and we'll be on our text chain of course we've got the merchandise as well we've had some sales it's going well uh, for the month of december already we have got under the hood merchandise if you're watching on our uh, streaming platforms under the hood with jonathan hood there he goes there's the t-shirt that why he's holding up smells like a woman of the evening uh so there's the uh, great t-shirt we also have other stuff as well merchandise like um we've got uh yes. cups what else do we got there we have ah water bottle so the water bottle the great thing about this well put it in the camera would that be nice yeah, <laughs> yeah. Multitasking. i got the water bottle over here you see yeah. go ahead so great thing about this is that obviously you can have your water in here which is great if you're a water person but you can also, you know, mix a little, uh, a little vodka, a little juice, you oh know, in God. here, shake it up, you know, a little orange juice. Have you have yourself a screwdriver while you're at work? Uh-huh. Uh huh. So this is a you can use this for many many different things as well. So this water bottle is uh is great. And like I've said many times, the beautiful thing about it is when you put something inside of it, come back many hours later, it's still nice and cold. And we love things that are nice and cold. Yes, we do. Uh, and we love our drink in our family as well. Uh, so, yes. And speaking of, of drink, you know, this is my favorite, the Under the Hood Tumbler. Uh-huh. So yours may not have lots of cash in there. But, again, the beautiful thing about this is just one of those mornings, you know, you're exhausted, you got your coffee in, in there. You may want a little bourbon inside it. You know, just a little coffee can be bland some days. Put a couple splashes of bourbon inside there, have yourself... <laughs> A great morning, you know, with your under the hood tumbler. You know, it's, it's a great option for uh for the holiday holiday season. You know, um, so I would get get if I were you, I would get this under the hood tumbler because again, you may get it and it may have lots of cash in there. It could, yes. Used around this time of year. Yes, that's very that is absolutely true. You could have wads of cash in there. Or you could just go to our link tree, linktree.com slash jhood radio and the merchandise store is up and ready to go. And uh the link for our podcasts and for our merchandise is available right now. It's in the link of uh, the bio. The link is in the bio of this podcast. So glad that you're with us here as we record this on Monday night. It is a bearless Sunday. Uh, we got a chance to watch some of the slop uh, that was the NFL early. A couple of good games in the NFL. But I want to know about your weekend. Anything stand out about your weekend? Because you don't sound you know, like yourself, Wiley. You sound a little bit under the weather. So you're right about that. Uh, my weekend was... Uh didn't go as well as I would have liked. I've had some type of cold for uh-huh. uh, the past, you know, four or five days. I've been tr- still trying to fight through it. 
you know, so I'm playing injured right now. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, it, it takes care of itself in the next couple of days. So definitely have, because we all we always need this. I have my little whiskey. Uh-huh. Oh, jeez. Uh, because you can always, never do this. You, you can never do this show sober, so I can understand why you need oh, a little, a few shots. Of, of, of course, of course not. So you definitely need a little whiskey. You know, we grew up. I don't have the old granddad like we grew up where they used to have the the big handle of a uh, of old granddad where you just splash that here and there and you know knocks everything out. So I had to see some of that. But uh, no, no, what, we should we should discuss this for a second, okay? Because if you shake our family tree, there's definitely bottles going to fall out of it. From the from the sky, Absolutely. it happens. Um, yes. Whether it's moonshine or old Foster one twenty or old Taylor, uh, yes. that's what you grew up on. That was in your infamil. That was in your formula as oh, a absolutely. child. Uh, it was a, a splash of milk, but a lot of old Taylor. That's why you're the yes. way you are right now. Yes. Um, but but why? But that's a, it's an interesting thing. Before we get into all the stuff we want to talk about, the old family remedies, right? Like the yeah. the idea that okay, I have a cold as an adult. I have a cold. So I'm going to mix like peppermint with whiskey or peppermint with whatever liquor that's in the house. And for some reason, you know, our people got got well from it. It's the it's also yeah. the it's the equivalent of giving a kid ginger ale for an upset stomach. All that sugar, right? But let me yeah. get all that ginger ale. All of a sudden, I feel fine. It's all good. I had some ginger ale, so I'm good. Why is it that these old family remedies work from back in the day? I guess because they were tried and true. On some level, because, yeah, you, you, we saw those things all the time as a kid, you know, and there may be some science that says, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. But, or it could have been a, the placebo effect where, because you've been told this is going to work, you know, and everyone else has used it. When you, when you've taken it, you believe that it actually worked. I remember the first time I had a little whiskey when I was, uh, when I was sick and, I mean, it cleared my head up in like seconds. It's like, whoa. <laughs> what is this? What makes is this? no sense. But when you yeah. think about the service, that makes no sense. There's no way that you'd have your kids growing up with that, my cousins. I mean, it's what we grew up with. But I mean, but it's just, we grew up with older people around the house, people from the South, right? This yes. is what it is. Like, yes. when you when you say ginger ale, uh, you know, takes care of an upset stomach. I mean, it's. I mean, you would think Pepto Bismol. Oh, I couldn't afford yeah. that. Now, nothing over the counter, but but ginger ale. Oh. But then the idea that we had old people in the house was like, you know what? Whatever whatever ailment that I have, I can get rid of it with with hard liquor and nothing yeah. below a hundred proof. Nothing. <laughs> it's a it's a wonderful. But here's the truth, though. They lived for a very long time. You know, they lived yeah. in in some different conditions and they still managed to live for many, many years. So maybe there's some truth to, you know, a little whiskey here and there can take care of everything. I've been trying it. You know, I've, I've been living by, you know, drink whiskey. I've been drinking whiskey since I was in, in my mid twenties. So uh, if whiskey is going to, can add years to someone's life, it's going to add it to mine. You know, I'll find that out later in life, but yeah, I've been a whiskey drinker for a while. Oh, yeah, well, I, well, again, our family's built for that, Wiley. It's just like the idea that if there was anything under 100 proof, it's light. It's just like it's Kool-Aid to us. 
It's not yes. like that we just walk around with a whiskey IV all the time, but the, for spirits, it's like that, you know, it's just what we do, right? I mean, I, you know, in, in, in my house, in the hood cave, because you've been here plenty of times, where you can look at my bar and say, oh, wow, he's got some old stuff here. Here's a Chevis Regal. Here's Crown Royal. Here's Old yes. Fitzgerald. Here's, you know. Yes. Well, I did have vodka, but your brother, my cousin, took it all, uh, Maceo. Like, I, you know, he drank it like it was water. So there was just no, I mean, this is why I'm not a vodka drinker because I can never keep it in the house because Maceo's always get, he goes to it first every time, every time. Now, look, I don't think our family's always vodka drinkers. It's always dark liquor. No. But I mean, yeah. but him, he goes right to it and then starts reminiscing about Aaron Pryor boxing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, he's just like a couple of drinks and Maceo's right in there talking about Dominic Wilkins. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why that's the case, but yeah, I mean, I, I learned, I learned at an early age, like, I don't want to be sloppy drunk. I don't mind drinking the hard stuff, but I don't want to be, have to be carried in the house. You've seen that. I've seen that too in our families. It's like, ah, back there in the alley, you know, and just spending a lot of time on the, on the South side. And all of a sudden people have to be carried into the house. That was part of our family as kids, right? Oh, yeah. help dad in. Oh, here we go. Here, he's done. I mean, you get a nice hot night, uh, a nice hot uh, summer day, sit in the alley, drink, bullshit about stories. All of a sudden, yep. the sun starts going down. You got to help people up the stairs. <laughs> Roll them in the bed. <laughs> right. that's, that's our family, though. Yeah. No, it, it is. And, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for anything. There were a lot of great moments where just outside, a little barbecue. Oh, my God. A little alcohol. Some of the best stories, you know, and you knew, especially as a kid, you knew this person was going to talk as much as they possibly could after a few drinks. So you're going to hear some of the best stories, uh-huh. you know, after a few drinks. And the card parties, oh my oh God, my like God. those were, like it was just a smoke filled house with cards being tossed, thrown about, alcohol everywhere. And, uh, you know, and, and there was always a fight. But here's the thing. Always a fight, yeah. It wasn't a fight with, with like, men were not fighting. Somehow the men found a way to never fight. The fighters <laughs> in our family were the women. Yes. They were, they were the tough people in the family. Like, uh-huh. it didn't matter what was going on. You know, at some point you knew, okay, which two women are going to fight tonight? And, you know, you, you take side bets. You know, I, I think they're going to, uh, this such and such is going to fight on such and such, just be patient. And when it happened, you're like, I knew it. I knew it. I saw it. I saw it happening two weeks ago. And yeah, it's a, <laughs> a, a great time. Just, it, just amazing. We, we want if as you watch this live, uh, we want you to put in the comments just old family remedies, things that you may not do now, but oh, family remedies, some things that your mom, your grandma, your auntie, your uncle said. If you do this. This will be better. Put that in the comments. We will read them as we move forward here on Under the Hood. And as we mentioned, uh, you can subscribe to the podcast. Um, Things are really working well. We thank you uh, for this year because Cuzzo and I have started this podcast, and it's it's really starting to grow. So we just appreciate you just stopping by, spending time with us, telling old family stories, true family stories, um, and uh, and also talking about sports. Uh, So my weekend was just just chilling. Let's see. Just watch a lot of college football. Hmm? You're mourning a little bit, aren't you? 
No, um, not really. Not really. I know why you're asking because of Georgia losing against Alabama on Saturday. Um, that was the main event on Saturday, right? Three o'clock. I got all the stuff I need to do out of the way so I could just lock in at three o'clock and be able to watch my team. Listen, yeah, let me tell you something. People ask all the time, why are you a Georgia fan? And it's because it, we get new listeners on Cap and J Hood on ESPN Chicago, and people try to figure out, oh, he's a Southsider. Like, what's up with this connection with Georgia? Well, in my living room, uh, I remember watching um, Georgia football, watching college football on Saturdays. I didn't know what I was watching because I was a kid. But I saw this guy running hard, like every down. It looks like he was scoring almost every play offensively. And that was Herschel Walker before he lost his his mind. And so Herschel Walker on Saturdays, I'd watch him. But then I had the pleasure to watch Walter Payton on Sundays. And so I'm watching, like, on Saturday. I'm like, wow, this is like watching Walter Payton on Saturdays. And it really was Herschel Walker. And I said, you know what? I like Herschel Walker. I'm going to be a Georgia fan. That's how I started back in the early 80s. And I've always had a connection to the team. Um, the team has had their struggles over the years. I've, I've been with them, like, with Dooley and Ray Goff and, like, um, you know, some of the coaches they've had in the past. Um, you know, definitely during the Mark Rick era. But finally, I got two national championships and I got a 29-game winning streak. And my team ran out of gas Saturday because, oh, that's exactly what happened. Like, they tried to – they took the running game away from us. I can say us as a Georgia fan all these years. And um, they made Georgia one-dimensional. They tried to put the game on Carson Beck's shoulders, the quarterback, and it just didn't work. Like, I give Nick Saban and Alabama all the credit in the world. I know as a Georgia fan I'm supposed to diss him and say, you know, Pox on his house. I hate him. I don't like – well, I don't – I don't feel that way because the standard is Alabama. I want my program to be that good where they seem unbeatable every year. And so for Georgia to be able to win all those games, two national championships, I got more out of this than I ever thought I would, right? And so Kirby Smarts is going to have to reload, get that running game right, get that defense right, and go for it again. But listen, when it came to Sunday, uh, as far as who the final four or who the final six were going to be, the New York Six, I didn't. I had. I never thought that Georgia would be in the top four, because we don't deserve really? it. Really? No, we didn't deserve it. But because you didn't number one the entire season, essentially. I understand, but I mean, we lost to the now SEC champion, and and like there was no way they were going to put two teams in the SEC in the final four. That wasn't going to happen. I knew how. I knew this the circumstances of this game, cause because I knew if Georgia loses, we're out. Because Washington's in there, Texas is in there, and that fourth, which we're going to get to in a moment. But if Georgia would have won, yeah, no problem. But I knew what was on the line. And so I'm not bitching about it. We ran out of gas. <laughs> like, like maybe with 30 days and then playing the New York Six Bowl, maybe we could actually we could beat Texas, I think, Okay. with rest. We could beat Washington with rest. Um, uh, we could beat Michigan. I don't. That's nothing to me. You beat yeah. Iowa and you shut them out. Okay, whatever. And Alabama would be a tough test. But we ran out of gas. And so I'd rather for it to be this way, beat um, Florida State uh, and knock them out, and then next year reload. But I was not mad about Sunday because I knew what was going to happen. If we lost, we'd be out. And so I'm reasonable like like that. That's good. I mean, you've, you've won. I guess enough where – 
it's like okay, you can you can be a little reasonable when you can when you're winning back to back and just uh, it's dominating college football with a quarterback who's uh, 45 years old. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just speaking of uh, of Bennett, what's going on with him with him with the Rams? I mean, I'm not sure if you've been keeping up with them, but he was with them this year. Then all of a sudden, he just kind of fell off the map. It, who who have, you talking like, about? Some, uh, Bennett, the the uh, Georgia quarterback. Oh, Stetson Bennett. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so funny. Like wins national championships, and people. And you might find a Georgia fan is like, still can't believe he won a national championship. All those quarterbacks that you had, right? Still can't believe it was him. He had that it factor though. Like that, that makes a difference when it when the game's on the line. There's a big moment. He had he didn't wilt under the uh, under the pressure. So that, like that makes a huge difference. Listen, man, I I am grateful that I got two national championships because in this era of Saban, he's been able to just you know, you know win all these games. He and I can make a case the greatest college football coach in my lifetime. And and think about it like this. Think about all the great NFL coaches that you've seen, or just football coaches, because Saban was never a great NFL coach. But just think about, even I know you're not the biggest college football fan, I know that, but just think about how difficult it is to reload and win every year. Especially now in the portal, yeah. where everybody wants to get yeah. their million. Think, But just think about, like, so Alabama could win the national championship this year, and you know how long that Saban can enjoy that? Ten minutes. Yes. Ten minutes. Because they'll be like, Coach, Coach, come over to the phone. Talk to these ten recruits you got to talk to tomorrow. Hey, did you see our game? Yep. Yeah, well, you know, you can be part of our team next year. See that national championship? All right, I'll call you tomorrow and get and talk to the – I mean, you can't even enjoy it. That's how miserable a life it is. Where you're getting paid, you got generational wealth, all good. But think about a, an NFL coach where once you've won – and you can celebrate and get drunk and have we'll do whatever you want. But as a college football coach, you can win the national championship and can't enjoy it because you got to be back on the recruiting trail trying to do it again quickly. It's true. I mean, even now, you look at the quarterbacks who's, who's in, who have entered the transfer portal just this past week. You know, like that is it's a lot of a uh, lot of change. A lot of change is going to happen next year. So yeah, it's a it's a tough gig, and he's managed to stay there for a while. I thought. This year we would see him fall just because of the NIL money, and they're yeah. not being able to compete the same way they have in the past. But he found a way. It's just he's just a great coach, man. He just puts them in a like they didn't look good early, but they found a, a way to be able to get to this point. Now the big controversy is about the fourth team that got in. It was you know I love ESPN trying to provide theater because though because there was really no. There really was no drama for me because I sat back. I'm like, well, we lost. So they put George up there on the screen, but I'm like, we're not getting in. But the fourth team. So Michigan gets in. Ah, yes. big smiles. Ah, Michigan gets in. People accuse them of a bunch of cheaters. How did they get in? It's a very unusual season for them because Jim Harbaugh wasn't even there half the year because he right. was suspended. The cheating scandal with, Con- with Connor Stallions and all that, right? So they yeah. beat Iowa. And this is why... That's why I grew up as an SEC fan. Because imagine us being from here and be like, yes, go Big Ten, Big Ten. And you see in your last game is Michigan-Iowa? Yeah. Iowa didn't even score, bro. Yeah. Come on, man. But anyway, Michigan gets in. Washington gets in, represents the Pac-12. They sure they want to close that down, by the way. That was a really good season for the Pac-12. Um, 
Texas gets in, Texas beat Alabama and beat the brakes off That's, Alabama. Yeah, I think that played a, a huge role in them getting in because they beat Alabama, beats Georgia. So the team who stumped Alabama should, I guess, sort of naturally get in. And then there's the fourth slot. And there's no way in hell that the committee was going to leave the SEC champion off the Final Four, whether people think yeah. that's right or wrong, because the big controversy is Florida State. So here's the Florida State story for those that don't know. So Florida State, here's a team here that went undefeated. Now, I can make a case to keep Florida State out. Nothing against the ACC, but they're less lesser than conference. They are. But Florida State did get the job done to be able to earn the right to be in the Final Four, but they were not. The Seminoles team, the same Florida State team, struggled with a 5-7 and seven Florida team last week and had similar problems against Louisville. That game was on, I think it was on ESPN. They played Louisville, and it they beat Louisville, but it was a struggle. The whole controversy is, is that they, their lead quarterback got hurt. But yet Tate Rodemaker comes in, had a shaky win against Florida, the backup. Then he gets a concussion. Then they go to freshman Brock Glenn. He was awful. He was awful, but they won the game. And Mike Norvell, the head coach, is pissed because he's like, we did everything it took to win, and, and we did it on the field. Yeah, man, but you know what the problem is? You're not the SEC. Right. I know that's wrong, but that's just the way the committee saw it. No, it's it. not. It's, I mean, it's not because all wins aren't equal when it comes to college football, when it comes to a lot of sports. So if you're playing against lesser talented, less lesser talent and you are undefeated, someone else is playing against far better talent and they've lost one game, then you probably want to lean towards a team that lost one game over the team that's undefeated. So I get it. I mean, if I'm a Florida State fan, yeah, I'm pissed because, you know, we should have gotten that spot. But if you're being honest with yourself and you're looking at the strength of schedule and all these other things, it's it's who you play that matters in the end. So – and that's how that's how the committee is looking at. They're looking at, okay, who are you playing? And how did you win this game? And when you're winning games playing against second, third, fourth string players, yeah. And and Alabama's winning a game not only against the national championship national champion, but they're beating the national champion while they're playing their elite players. You know, so it's a it's a great win. And I think everyone who was following understood that whichever team won that game, obviously Georgia wins, they're probably, you know, uh, the number one seed. But whoever wins that game was going to go to the play, play in the college championship series. So I, I think when Alabama won, I think even though Georgia was number one, and I don't, th- I don't think any team had g- gone for number one and dropped completely out. Yeah. Um, but I think everyone understood what was going to happen just because of what game it was and, the, and who the opponent was. So I know, yeah, I, I, think I, I, I know the audience thinks I should be pissed that Georgia didn't win, but we just—I mean, it just wasn't good enough, Wiley. I mean, that's just <laughs> like, like I'm not mad. Like I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that Georgia couldn't get the job done. It's not your turn, Rocky. Hang on a second. Just wait a minute. Tell him, tell him, Wiley. It's not his turn. Yeah, it's I not his so turn wrong. yet. <laughs> he's got to wait. He's trying to jump in early. He, he has some thoughts about Florida State. No, but but like Florida State, um, did they get screwed? Yes, they did. Yes, they did get screwed. And, and, and they got screwed because they were not in a major conference. 
but yet they won their games. This is the same argument we had for about Central Florida a few years ago, too. Like, Central Florida yeah. said, we should be in, we should be, okay, well, the committee did this because they didn't think that Florida State could be able to hang on the big stage, and they didn't want a TCU situation. And that's what it was going to be. That's exactly what it was going to be, even though TCU found a way to, uh, you know, to, I guess, upset Michigan last year. Sure. But I think it was a case of you knew we talked before the championship game last year. Like there was, they had no chance. Only way TCU would have won is that at Georgia's plane crash. Like that's the only way they would want to win. <laughs> Anything other than a plane crash, they were not going to be the national champions. We, we both understood that. It was yeah. more about how much is is uh, Georgia going to beat them by. That's the only thing we were talking about. Like, how, what's the spread? How much are they going to win by? And within. 30 seconds of the game, you like, they have no, it's over. It's over. They knew it. So avoiding a matchup like that, I get, you know, you want to see something exciting and then you get, uh, you know, you, you get Arch Manny possibly winning a national championship, even though, you know, he's not playing, but, you know, we're going to see a, a bunch of photos of him on, on the sideline, you know, because he's, he's next and like, it's all, it's all, it's a great story. There really isn't a great story when it comes to Florida State, other than, all right, they were undefeated, they snuck in. All right, how much would they lose by in their first game? Yeah, how much would they lose by? That, that's it. Yeah, they would get the brakes beaten off of them because oh, that's exactly yeah. what would happen. And I think yeah. that's what the committee thought too. Again, whether it's right or wrong, I'm just telling you that that's the reason, right? And it's like I got no fight, I got no dog in the fight because my team's not in it. My team will have that nice bowl game, and we will beat Florida State if the players come back. That's the whole thing about college now. It's like, hey, yeah. man, it's not for the Final Four. I'm going to the portal, or I'm leaving. And so I don't know which players will be available for either side, but I, I think what I heard here this morning, I think my producer said that Georgia's a 12-point favorite or it's something like right. that. Yeah, against Florida State. So, I mean, whatever. I just – yeah, I mean – I just think Georgia will find yeah, a way to win points, that game. Yeah. I'll give the points. Yeah. Uh, by the way, just before we move on to the Bears, is is our cousin uh, Clyde down there in Orlando, is he a Florida State fan? I know he's like an A&M guy, Florida Rattlers, right? Yeah, I don't I, I don't know if he's a, a Florida State fan, but he could be. I, I have to check, but uh, I'm trying to think. Have I seen him with any Florida State gear? I know he's a like a black college, you know, uh, Florida A and M guy. Yeah, I think so. Like a and M or FAMU, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I can, I, you know what? I just got, I'll send him a, a message. I just want to know because I know that he's down there. Um, but I, and I know friends of mine are Florida State fans are not happy. And right. And oh yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Get to a real conference. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. saying your game's on Channel Nine here. So yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean that's the whole thing. Whether it's right or wrong, that's how the committee looked at it. And I can't fight the committee. They did what was best. I could easily stand, sit here, and just be pissed off that my team didn't make it. But that's not how I look at it. Um, don't forget to put your comments in. We're on uh, Twitch at Jhood Radio, also on YouTube as well as on Facebook Live right now with uh, cousin Wiley Jhood. And don't forget to uh, check out the podcast if you don't want to see our faces. I get it. You can always listen to it via the podcast on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right. Um, so for the Bears, I have a question for you. I have a twist on a question that we have not talked about. You ready? Yes. Because yes. why am I looking at my threads here and see what the poll results are? Why can't the Bears keep Justin Fields for next year and draft a quarterback at one? Why can't I, why can't they do both? Because, well, they can, but I think doing both, it'll be a problem because one, you're going to miss out on opportunity to trade fields. And I'll, I don't believe he'll ever have more value than he would have coming up in this next draft because of his contract situation. So whatever team gets him, gets him for year four, like, let's say like, what is it? Like $8 million. And then they get him for year five, at like $22 million. So it's not a lot of money for those, for those two years. But if you wait an extra year, then that team is going to be on a hook for, you know, 22 million plus a contract extension, you know, at least for now, they get to, they get a free look period. Essentially, they get him for next year and for his fifth year. And they can decide if they want to extend him. I believe keeping Fields around with the rookie created a lot of problems because of our fan base. We have a fan base who, you know, they're very loyal to Fields, the, yeah. the player. Some are. Than the Bears, the team. Yeah. So I, because of that, you're going to have that, you know, that natural – uh, reaction from fans of, oh, let Fields play. Fields is better than the kid, which he probably will be, you know, starting off. And if you're going to invest that type of capital into a rookie quarterback, you want him to be the one who's playing. Or if he's not going to play week one, week two, you want him to be the one who's playing by week four-ish. So I believe, like, that would be too much of a headache for the locker room uh, to keep Fields around. If you're going to keep Fields around, you don't draft to me, you don't draft the quarterback, or if you draft the quarterback, keep it fields around, you're drafting that quarterback in round three, maybe late round two, you know, something along those lines where you're essentially saying, Hey, we got a guy, but he's a developmental guy, we're gonna let him see what he can, we, he can become in the next couple years, and then mm-hmm. we'll figure out what we're doing with fields at that point. That's the way I see it, okay? So, all right, so, so, and I put this on, like I said, on threads. Ooh, the glare. It's on threads, and that is, uh, would you keep Justin Fields as quarterback with the Bears and draft a quarterback in the first round of the draft? 54% say no. It's early on threads. You can find me there. Um, uh, And so some of the comments, and uh, one of them says, John from Chicago says, keep Fields and use the high pick to get Marvin Harrison Jr. and get new coaches who know how to be able to coach a mobile quarterback. From there, uh, I don't like social media too, says I would trade back and reload. Uh, Mike Donahue says he thinks it would be bad for both quarterbacks if you have fields and bring in a draft pick. Well, you have to shit or get off the pot at some point. You got to decide. Like, I, I know everyone is on pins and needles to find out what polls are going to do, Cuzzo, but I'm just telling you that um, when it comes to Justin Fields, this is what my belief has been the entire time. This was a 17-week dress rehearsal for Justin Fields to prove that he deserves the money or deserves to be extended or however you look at it that he deserves to stay. 17 weeks. And so in the 17 weeks, the Bears have underachieved. They have four wins and Justin's been hurt. Okay, it's not, And it's not like we haven't seen Justin hurt before. 
What I'm saying is, is that it's a roll of the dice either way. Yes. The dice roll is fire the coaching staff, keep Fields, and find a a a quarterback whisperer for Fields, and you don't know if that's going to work, or move on from Fields, let Fields develop someplace else, and then bring in a rookie quarterback and not pass up on the quarterbacks in the draft again two straight years, and and the team stands still. See, it's a dice roll either way. And this is why yeah. this is the most important offseason for Ryan Poles uh, in his tenure here. You thought it was last year, right? And he says, nah, I'm good with these quarterbacks. I'm just going to get DJ Moore, and we're going to be able to get draft picks. Fine. I had no problem with that. Like, I can't do the hindsight thing. It's like, man, they didn't draft C.J. Stroud. Well, what the hell? Like, nobody knew C.J. Stroud would be C.J. Stroud. I had no idea he'd be good this good with Houston. Oh. I mean, I mean, and so, and I didn't know Will Levis would be able to be developing as he is with Tennessee. My point is, is that either way, it's a dice roll. And I'm just saying, if it's me, if Fields cannot, and it's going to be tough with the rest of the schedule, if he can't develop where he, you're convinced for sure he's the guy, you let him go on to go someplace else. Let the divorce happen. And if he flourishes someplace else, he does. But at the same time, you have to do what's right for the Bears because, if you if you get a, a rookie quarterback, think about this rookie quarterback, and he doesn't develop, and yet you develop the defensive line, you got better offensive line, you got weapons. Then now the cart's before the horse. Now you're still behind the Packers and the Lions. So it's just it's a t- it's a tough decision. So one a popular argument that I've I've heard lately has been sort of like the the Forty Niners and the Eagles model, where you put so much talent around the quarterback that they almost can't fail. You know, like so, Brock Purdy. Like Brock Purdy. Like I think Brock Purdy is good, but yeah, granted he does have a lot of talent around him too. But I think that's the argument where you put so much talent around him like the 49ers have done with Brock Purdy, like the Eagles have done with uh wow, I have Jalen Hurts. Name. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. Yes. Yeah. You, where it, it helps elevate their game, you know, because you you watch Jalen Hurts. He does a lot of what Fields does. He holds the ball probably too long. I, he's a stronger player than Fields. He's he re, he sees the field better than Fields. But like some of the knots you see on Fields, will be some of the same knots you see on him, except he makes more plays. And that part part of him making more plays is that he has far better better talent around him. His number one receiver is AJ Brown. You know, he has uh, Devontae Smith as a number two. He has Goddard, solid tight end. He, he has probably arguably the best offensive line in the game. So you give someone that level of talent, it can make someone who may not be as good as it appears they are seem great. You know, because like coming into last season, I didn't think Hurts was great. By the Super Bowl, I was like, oh, okay, he's, he's, he's that guy. He's that guy. And then this year he's continued that. I don't know if the Bears are at the point where they can do what the Eagles or the 49ers have done because the Eagles or 49ers have been putting together pieces for like six, seven years. This is year two of the Bears' rebuild. So I don't see the Bears being at that level. So that's the reason why I personally believe you need to try to find someone, a quarterback you can win because of, you know, as instead of having a quarterback that, you know, you can win with. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but we've had win with quarterbacks my entire life, your entire life. I would like to, you know, before I check out and graduate, I would like to have a quarterback that we can say, hey, 
we won because of this guy right here. You, you, know, you leave it. You leaving sometime soon, Cuzzo? You check well, it out. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping not. I'm hoping I don't graduate for uh, many, many, many decades. But uh, you know, graduation will come. And uh, <laughs> going to the upper room, Cuz, where are you going? Up, upstairs. So I would, I would love to be able to say, hey, we had that guy, mm-hmm. or you know, those guys, and we won because of those guys. Instead of have a great defense, run the ball, have a quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over, make make huge mistakes like that's we still can get your guy bowers like we may be out of the market for marvin harrison if we trade if we select the quarterback so we out of the market for marvin harrison i think the next best option is is bowers at at tight end who's gonna get him the ball that's that's not say that this this whole thing is a slippery slope Wiley, so I mean I, the whole I, thing like like who's going like you could you could ask for Marvin Harrison but like who gets him the ball like DJ Moore's already on this football team and he yes. he's already somewhat frustrated for I understand because he thought okay I'm not with Carolina I got that stink off me yeah. now I'm with Justin Fields we're gonna link up and like that hasn't been the one two one plus two equals six combination that we thought it would be because the team think, isn't where it needs to be yet I think I think you. Well, one, I think part of that problem is the is Getty. But I think with a a Drake May or a Caleb Williams, you add them with DJ Moore, uh, Bowers, Komet, uh add another piece to the offensive line, I think you have something there for a young quarterback to be successful with. And, and then you continue to build from there. Like maybe even a free agency because you still need – you still need a wide receiver, even if you have, even if you have Bowers there, and, and I know he acts as a wide receiver, but you still need another competent wide receiver because again, you you do want to get whatever quarterback you have as much chance of being successful as possible because this is your guy. It will be it will be Paul's guy. Whoever the, whoever comes in will be his guy. Even if he sticks with if he sticks with Fields, Fields now becomes his guy as well. So no matter what he does at quarterback this offseason, that quarterback is his guy essentially for the rest of his career, or at least for the next five, six years. So uh, it, the quarterback is important. It's, it's, it's huge. You can't make a mistake there. We, uh, we started the show on, uh, on Cap and J-Hood uh, weekday morning, 7 to 10 on ESPN 1000 and on the ESPN Chicago app. We started the show unusually this morning because, you know, there was a bearless Sunday, but it's still a Bears money to me, even if the Bears don't play, because there's still a lot of – conversation to be had about the team and so we started off talking about Jordan Love because that was a Sunday night game like right. inexplicably the Chiefs did not play well on the road against Green Bay and yeah. Green Bay won and but the storyline is that Jordan Love looks unafraid right like that dude is just out there I'm not saying he's great I didn't even say he's good yet I'm just saying that what's happening is is that the Green Bay Packers are on a roll. They've won some yes. games. It doesn't matter if it's unspectacular or if it's not aesthetically pleasing. That doesn't matter. I'm just saying, like, the young man is in a groove right now. And so we started the show this morning talking about how the Bears cannot be behind the eight ball further 
than they are right now. Like Jared Goff is still an average to above average quarterback, but he gets the job done, and he's on a good Lions team that's been in been the shits for a long time. And they finally on both sides of the football, they found a way to be able to start winning some ball games. Uh, I still question the back part of their defense, but still, that's a good football team, and they hadn't been for a long time. And then what happened with Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers? Like just when you thought, ah, we got him now because there's no more Aaron Rodgers. Look at him, right? My whole point, Cuzzo, is that you can't be behind those two teams, especially in this in this particular iteration of the Bears. You can't just be like, well, you know, Jordan Love is better than Justin Fields or on par to be better than Justin Fields. That can't happen. I mean, no. Rodgers is out, but yet we're still trying to figure out the quarterback situation. Yeah, that's bad. It's bad. I think we'll get it this time, Hood. I think we'll get it this time. But, but how, though? How? I think Poles has done really well at identifying talent. So I, I think you put him in, in him, Kevin Warren, and whatever your favorite offensive coach in the same room together. I think we'll find the right quarterback, whether it be Fields, whether it be Caleb Williams, whether it be Drake May, or someone else. You know, in the uh, it's in the draft. But I think we'll get. I think we'll find the right guy for us for the next 10 years. Uh, You've already have some, uh, some admirers because Curtis Jackson, who is uh, in Minnesota, uh, one 50. of the uh, yes, not that not he's not fifty. He's one of the great uh, listeners of mine over the years, saying that we're doing a great job, and also Jeff Randolph, Jr. feels the same way. Um, that he's enjoying the show. Thank you very much. Um, we have some others that we're gonna get to, but first, you know, again, it's just like for the next few games, I just like to see Justin Fields. I told you last week, I just wanted to say fuck it. Fuck and just, yeah. and just, yeah, and just, and just yeah. do him, whatever that is, right? Just, just be like, I know what I hear in my headset, but I just, I don't care. I need to be able to get this ball down the field because the game is vertical. Here, here's like Jordan Love, right? I saw a couple of games like this on Sunday. You know what the game is now, Cuzzo? Just throw it up there because the yep. defensive back is going to be slow to turn and go look yep. for the football. Just throw it up there and just get extra yards that way because the referees are just going to throw flags. I mean, that's how Jordan Love got through Sunday too. Just just throw it up there. Just throw a rainbow up there, right? Even though you know it's not going to be a spectacular catch, you just know the DB, the corner, won't be fast enough to be able to turn. So, you know what? That's a flag. You get 45 or 50 yards more, and you just keep moving the chains that way. If you can't do it, the referees will help you, right? And that's what I want to see from Justin Fields. Like, I know he's got the arm strength, but this side-to-side nickel-dime stuff, that doesn't work. Now, you take on the Lions on Sunday. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, you almost beat the Lions at Ford Field, so maybe the Bears saw something. I don't know. We've almost beat the Lions the last, well, Three out, three out of the last four games. So, hopefully, you know, we finally figured out how to pull that off. This year, well, at home as, as well, you're coming off a bye. The Lions' defense, really talented on paper, but when it comes to their play on the field, it's been really mediocre at best. So, uh, I am... I believe, you know, the Bears could win against the Lions on a on Sunday. I do. I think they can win that game outright. Because coming off a bye, Lions defense has been suspect. 
And the mm-hmm. Bears defense has been, have been great. Been great for the past four or five games. So, so you're calling for a Bears victory against the Lion? I, I, I don't know if I'll put money on it, but uh, if you, I, I like the chances. I'll put it that way. I like the chances of winning that game outright. Okay, so a a fifth of uh, old Taylor, you gonna put on the line for this game? Absolutely. That's Absolutely. on the Let's you find it. it you find it on the bottom shelf these days. By the way, you don't find it. They sat up top. You gotta go to the bottom shelf to be able to it, find that stuff. It, that works for me as well. <laughs> it's, you know what we need to do? You and I need to take a trip to Benny's Beverage yeah. Depot. For those outside the area, Benny's is a great spot. I have not been in there in a while. I'd like to see what is going on in there as far as the old liquor that you and I used to yeah. consume or at least watch others consume and see where it's placed. Is it like dusty on the bottom shelf, an old Fitzgerald, a wild turkey? Is that on the bottom well, <laughs> of Morgan David? Because I remember, I think I was in, maybe it wasn't Benny's though. I was someplace and I saw some uh, old Forrester. Oh, Forrester, like, yeah. ah, this is one of the first whiskeys I've ever had in my life. I was like 11 years old, and it was in like a cabinet, and no one was around. I was like, oh, I'll try this, you know. So Macy was always Macy was always the good the good one. So he was like, oh, wow, you shouldn't do that, you know. <laughs> we want to get in trouble, uh. you know. Don't do that. So. Of course, I'm the one who doesn't like to listen. Uh, I'm like, no, we'll be fine. Got a little cup, poured it in there. He he avoided doing it with me. Hood, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to die after, like, just, I, it was barely a sip. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, why would anybody drink this? And then, that, you know. That was not your father's. That was my father's. That was left over. Okay. There was well, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't his because that was my father's drink, Old Forester. Yeah. It was left over because all all I remember going over there was Old Taylor. That's all it was. Yeah. Old Taylor was over was, there. Old Taylor. There was there was a little old granddad too. Uh huh. Old Taylor, old granddad, and I, I started to see crown. You know, uh, in some of the later years, the crown would come around. Some ah, of the, the crown. Yeah, it was it was definitely a uh, definitely old tale. That was the the go to. If the old man was around today, he'd be disappointed that I'm just been pretty much sticking with the crown most of my adult life. He'd be very disappointed that we didn't hit the hard stuff on a regular, <laughs> regular basis. Right. <laughs> he'd be very. He said that's light stuff, and you're putting it in ice. Hell your chest, right? Yeah. <laughs> He'd be very disappointed uh, that I've been a crown royal guy a lot. Um, Tim Brando was also a crown royal guy, the broadcaster. I don't know why that came to mind. Oh, because I remember being at a party in New Orleans. I might start telling stories about my road, my road time on the road. I might do that with you from time to time. Tim PG, Brando. PG. <laughs> some is, some is, some is not. Okay. okay. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Oh, and so lastly, folks, lastly, the water skiing squirrel story, and lastly, as yes. we get ready, um, um, there's a story that uh, has gotten the ire of my cousin here, and that's a story I saw on the root, theroot.com, owned by, owned by Byron Allen. 
you know, you're familiar really? with Byron Allen, right? The comedian. Yes. So yeah. Byron Allen, let me stop here for a second. This dude owns the Weather Channel. Yeah. He owns he owns many many stations and was trying to. That's another topic. Trying to acquire BET. Yeah. And try to turn it into something watchable on a regular basis. Not just, I got to yeah. watch this show and then be off. He's trying to get something going. But, I mean, he's got his fingers in a lot of different pies, Byron Allen. And I know you're like, oh, the corner, corny comedian? No. Like, this dude is a straight businessman, because, oh, like, yeah. he is... He is for the culture is more than anyone knows. And he is a multi, multi, multi millionaire. Have you read about this, Byron Allen? Pretty good, man. Gotta see his net worth. Because he's got the Byron Allen Media Group. He should uh, be a billionaire by now, right? Probably I think so. I think so. He's got so much he owns the the uh I said the 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 root, I beg your pardon, he owns the griot.com. The, the griot.com. But he's got a lot of stuff going for him. Um, and so, yeah, just like he owns a lot of lot of stuff. $800 million says his net worth, but I mean pretty much a billionaire. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, uh, sued McDonald's for $10 billion, I think, for, for, racial, for, for racial stereotyping. Uh, <laughs> don't mess, don't fuck up his Happy Meal. Um, but, but nonetheless, so there's a story on the root, the root.com. And it says that, uh, are Ashanti and Nelly adding a baby to their adorable relationship? So Ashanti and Nelly are a couple and we've known Ashanti for a long time. Of course, we know Nelly, the St. Louis rapper. Um, and so by the way, see, this is why Ashanti is a good woman in November, Ashanti gifted, uh, Nelly a 1962 blue Impala convertible. It's his dream car. Wow. Nice. Wow. For a gift, that's nice. So it got nice. me to asking you, you know, where in the pantheon of women that you, if you had a hall pass, you'd be with. And so this conversation came up off the air, so we're going to bring it up on the air. So the hall pass. You, you remember the movie Hall Pass, right? I do. So I've... I've had a number one with a bullet for pretty much my entire life. I know, like, when I was young, everyone else was like, you know, Vanessa Williams, the whole Halle mm-hmm. Berry, and all of those, you know, beautiful celebrities. I was like, no, Neil Long. It's like, oh, no, Neil Long's not like whoever your most, your favorite celebrity actress was. You know, it's like, oh. I'm like, for me, it's Nia Long with a bullet. No one else. And as she's aged, it hasn't changed. So every time I see her, I'm like, yep, still Nia Long. Yep, still Nia Long. So for <laughs> me, she is still my number one when it comes to a hall pass. Yes. But, and she's still available. And she's available, by the way, because yes, of her yes. divorce to yes. uh, with her so husband, the host of the uh, the coach of the Houston Rockets. So sad. <laughs> That's so disingenuous, man. So sad. She's going to she. My wife, you follow on Instagram. She's not having a hard time. She's doing just fine, thank you. Oh, yeah. she's I'm doing just. She is. I, I follow her all the time. Yeah, I'll yeah. bet you do. Every photo she probably puts up, I like it. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there you that's go. That's all. Yeah, that's that's all me right there. Uh huh. Yes. Top shelf. 
All right. So, so she's your number one. She's number one. So number two is probably Ashanti. Ashanti will probably be number two. Ashanti has aged so well. Every time I see her, I'm like, man, how old is she? So she has aged really well. Obviously, she, she's, has, she hasn't had kids. She's 43. Like, she, yeah, she hasn't had kids like Nia Long has had. Nia Long has aged well while having kids. That's difficult to do. Uh, but yeah, Chadwick has aged really well. And then... Uh, oh, hold on a second. So, wait, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. You said that it's difficult to do. It's hard to have kids and still look good. Is that what you just said? Well, no. I, I'm saying... You just, that, you just said that. Yes. Possibly. But I'm saying that as you, as you get older... The kids can make it more challenging for you to maintain that figure that you've had, especially if you have more than one. And uh, and I believe Nia Long had her second child at like forty-ish. So you know she's you know she had another one late in life. That's that's difficult on the body, but not for her. Not for her. She just bounced back and you know looks even better. Like did you say? Did you say bounce back? Cause those out. Is that the phrase you use? Bounce oh, back. It, 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 she bounced back. I wish she would bounce something, but uh, oh, knows, for heaven's uh, sakes! <laughs> but yeah, she has she has bounced back, and she looks she looks great. It's ridiculous. So, Shanti right now, Shanti without kids will probably be number two for me right now. All right, what's number Before three number, on on your list? Number three is Jessica Alba. You know, like that is that's that's top quality right there. That's top shelf uh, for me right there. Uh, okay. Now, any, re- before, any reason? Any, wait, hold on a second. We can't move on. Now, yeah, I need. I need to know specifics. Like, why Jessica Alba? She is, like, she just breathes sexy. You know, like, uh-huh. like she's probably wakes up in the morning. You know, probably farts next to her husband or something. It's just oh, still just just sexy the entire time. So, the, so yeah, the fart gets Alba. you, right? Yeah. So the fart I gets mean, you. It doesn't hurt when you look like Jessica Alba. So. Uh, perfectly fine with that. Okay. So, number four for me is probably going to, to shock you, but you gotta. I'll, I'll share the backstory to, to make it make more sense. Nell Carter. So, uh-huh. Oh, no. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> go, go right ahead, sir. <laughs> you were saying. Go ahead. So, as a as a very as a young child, uh, yes. Rocky, get out of there. So, Rocky. Uh, oh, for heaven's sakes! The dog's already here. That right in the middle of the list too. Yeah, this is the important one right here. Uh huh. So, as as a young child, like late at like late at night, you know, like. We didn't have the same luxury as the kids have today, you know. So there was no, there was no entertainment at your fingertips. Uh, you know, uh-huh. you had to go, you had to go find your your father's old magazines, oh. some, some VH, VHS tape that was like twenty years old um, to make it work. So I was one of those kids who would, you know, catch. HBO late late night, you know, uh, and it's a lot of good movies on late oh night. Oh my god! So, 
uh, one of my favorite actresses from those great movies that I would watch was Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone did just about everything in those quality late night movies. So I know Sharon Stone is like 70 years old right now, probably. But because of how instrumental she was to a young cousin, Wiley, you know, um, <laughs> she is uh, she is still on my she's on my list because of that. OK, so yeah. you're, you're going with Sharon Stone. Yes. Okay. Sharon Stone, number four. Sharon Stone was that was as good as he got late night on HBO. So I appreciate her, her service to uh, to me and probably to many other people. Uh, but yeah, I appreciated that. Was, She's not a soldier. It's not about her service. She doesn't. She doesn't have any service. What do you mean? She provided, she provided a service to me, <laughs> to a an adolescent cousin Wiley. She provided a service to me, and because of that, I appreciated it because it meant I didn't have to go look at a nineteen sixty five uh, Playboy or uh, a nineteen fifty six VHS. You oh know, my god. To, you know, grainy, black and white, um, trying to make out what was going on, you know. So because of her service, I was able to overcome those challenges that uh, I otherwise wouldn't have been able to overcome. So her so, service, yeah. you say, right? Her service. Yes. Okay. Yes. You yeah. are ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Oh, my God. Let's go to the messages here before we bring in Rocky. Um Curtis Jackson's been all over this today. He says, I remember my grandmother's sayings more than anything. Pick up your feet. She's always, she would always say when I would walk in my shoes, scrape the sidewalk. Yeah, that was the whole thing. You got to pick up your feet. Uh, We've all heard that in the black household. That's for sure. Um, So, (laughs) yeah, you know, I don't feel like the Georgia Bulldogs did us wrong. No, absolutely not. And as far as our Bears question is concerned, it's a catch-22. I'd keep Fields, bring in Harrison Jr., new coaching staff, a great tackle, a nose tackle from Georgia, and draft other holes on our team. Easy. It's easy, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, like if you got the quarterback right, I could, I could make the declaration now that the Bears will be in the playoffs next year, that they find a way to get in. But I can't. I don't know who the quarterback is, and I don't know the the maturation thing with Justin Fields because I don't know who's coaching him. Like if you kept if you roll it back like Lance Briggs and I think uh, John Yurkovich on our station said the same thing today said that he wants everybody to come back. I mean, are you sure that you'll get the same? Are you sure you're gonna get something different? That's the thing I don't know. I don't want to risk that because when you've been, you know, so bad as a football team, this is a team in transition. This should have been. You know, the Rick Renteria to whatever the next head coach is going to be, or the David Ross to whatever's next, right? The next hire should be a splash, and the coaching staff should be a splash. But there's no Sean Payton available right now. So, it is what it is. Could be. Could Well, once he gets his ass whooped by Alabama, he'll be available. Because, like, it's never going to get any better than this for Michigan. It's just not. It's not going to get any better, cuz oh, like that. Like I know, you know, the Big Ten fans are just like they thumb their nose at me because I'm an SEC guy. I'm sorry. I just know what it is. Like for that level, the Big Ten's fine. He's he's probably going to get sus- suspended again by the NCAA, or you know, uh, 
and then the the Michigan pro football program is going to lose a lot of scholarships because of the cheating scandal. So this is this will be his last opportunity to win at Michigan, and then it's pretty much going to uh, going to a different different team. It has to go to the NFL because you want to avoid the the fallout from the NCAA. So his next stop is NFL. We'll Durant, see. If it, go ahead. We'll see what. Oh, I we'll was see gonna... if uh, he can make the leap. See if he can make the leap like he did at leaving Stanford. This may sound crazy, Dorinda says, but what if Justin Fields goes to Kansas City for a first round pick? Well, Pat Mahomes is going to be that quarterback forever. He'll retire there. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll take what, it. What's Justin going to do? Like, play wide receiver? His hand, because Justin's hands aren't very good either. We, he, maybe you play the role of a uh, <clears throat> take steal. What's <laughs> army life? Oh, that's so sad. Tank, Tank Dale. Um, yeah, so, oh, by the way, and Curtis ends the show by saying that Halle Berry was his favorite as a youth. Uh, now that I like big girls, you can pick any of them. They need loving, too. But I love my fiance. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, brother. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, and but but then again, I haven't seen who you what what you're hanging around with lately. All I know is that they're wearing my shirt. I just don't see them. <laughs> Put this on. Put this on. Rocky, let's go. It's time for Rocky for the big finish. Rocky, let's, let's go, Rocky. There he is, everybody. There you oh, go. Okay. All right. There, there's Rocky. Now, Rocky, your thoughts on Florida State? Should they be in the four? Rocky. Should they be in the four they as, the as uh, the Wiley brings his dog to the podcast? Should they the four? Why can't Rocky just sit still? Why can't he just answer the question? Oh, no. Don't have him bite your hand again. Don't have him do that. Don't have him do that. Please, there's people watching this show on YouTube. Please. Uh, oh, okay. Now we got to go. That's it. For Rocky and for Wiley, this is Jay Hood. Thanks so much for checking out our show. And don't forget to catch me with David Kaplan every day. Oh, jeez. I can't see that. You know what? You know what? This is what I'm going to do with you. This is That's it. Can't watch that anymore, for God's sakes. Anyway, catch me with <laughs> David Kaplan on ESPN 1000, also on the ESPN Chicago app. All right. We'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. Is he still biting you? Is he still is he still biting sit, your sit, hand? Sit, sit, sit. Oh sit. my god. Sit. Sit. So sit. long, Rocky. Sorry. So sick. Sit.